and welcome back to the hive i'm cammy and i'm caleb and we're the, the beasons. beasons well we are back with another episode i feel like we literally just recorded one <laughs> last week i feel like flew by we had so much going on and then my dad was here over the weekend and so it was a very busy weekend here we are again here we are again sometimes like i feel like these we only do these once a week but i feel like it's like two times a week yeah. because the weeks from we usually record these Tuesday night, and from Tuesday night to Tuesday, it just flies by. Yeah, I, so. I feel like Monday and Tuesday usually kind of drag a little bit, but then once we get to Tuesday night, it just like, especially once we get to Wednesday, the week just flies. It's been a busy week. Update yeah. them on our uh, lives this week. It's been a hectic one this week. It was. Well, we had we had Valentine's. We, we did it before Valentine's last week, and then, so yeah, you took her in. We talked about that. Took her last Tuesday night on her on your date, and then mm-hmm. Wednesday for actual Valentine's, I took the kids to their little Valentine's party with their friends, and uh, yeah, that was something. We had twenty two kids, just kids, not even moms, including them, um, and that didn't include the babies that weren't participating. <laughs> um, we took them to a Valentine's party at Chick fil A. And Bridger decided to give me the gift of not taking a nap that morning. And so he was a hot mess express the whole morning and was just not having it. So needless to say, we didn't last super long there. And then I decided to treat myself and grab myself coffee, which I usually only do like once a week. Um, But it was a tough morning. So yeah, anyway, that was my Valentine's gift to myself. Um, and then on Thursday I had a baby appointment. Um, and so just kind of went over how I'm doing, how I'm feeling now in my second trimester. Um, just any updates on that, any questions I had for my midwife and then got to hear the heartbeat, um, and pretty much confirmed that I do have anterior placenta because (laughs) they had a tough time trying to find the baby's heartbeat just because they kept hearing just the placenta. Um, and if you've, if you've never been pregnant and don't know, you do hear um, what sounds like a heartbeat kind of from the placenta, but it's just like the placenta pulsing. Um, and so that's what they were kept hearing and hearing and because the baby was like under it, obviously, um, since the placenta is in the front with the anterior placenta. And so they eventually did find the baby. Um, nice high heart rate, like 159, and baby kept kicking away, moving. Um, and so, yeah, healthy baby, doing well. And since then, I have felt the baby a ton. I feel like since that appointment, baby just like kind of woke up and it has been very active over the weekend and the last couple of days, which I like because it's nice to know, uh, just have that reassurance that everything's good. Yeah. 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 So we had, you had that appointment. Uh, nothing that happened is Cam and I got a date night. We did this week uh me and kiami we talked about uh last week but we don't usually go out valentine's too much yeah. because usually we don't like fight in the crowds too much uh but got a babysitter saturday night mm-hmm. and we went out and uh once again in traditional cam and kale fashion we went out to dinner yep. um and then no place bougie we went to cheddar's and then uh, hey, that's bougie for us for us that's bougie for, for some people that's like that's like applebee's i don't care but uh but that's kind of our style and then we had some shopping stuff we had to get done, so mm-hmm. we went shopping, and then after that, we went to a, a dessert place we have in town and got dessert, and got about almost three or four hours away yeah. from the kids, that which was nice, nice. and uh, just to get some quiet time and and talk and catch up without our three-year-old interrupting every three yeah. words, and so it was good, and so we had that Saturday night, 
And then kind of the story of the rest of the week has been sick kids. Um, yeah, well, not, not that they're sick. It's just trying to get over those darn coughs yeah. since they were sick. They've had these lingering coughs for like two weeks now. And it's oh, it's been rough. And then Bridger, Bridger decided to get his molars in. I'm pretty sure there is 18-month molars. And those have just been so fun. You got two of those at the exact same time. Yeah, both of them on the top have come in and so over the weekend and still today it's been <laughs> rough with him he's just super clingy his naps haven't been great uh one night he was up almost every hour through the night and yeah. i think that was sunday night so, yeah. yeah cam and i were already up pretty late like watching yeah. we were watching tv and we went to bed late which we shouldn't have done we should we should learn our lesson by this but it wasn't so, even that late we just fell asleep wasn't. on the couch yeah and then so <laughs> We fell asleep. We both fell asleep on the couch and then didn't wind up going up to our own beds until like almost 11. It was like 1030, yeah, 10, 10.45. And that's not like us. We're usually in bed yeah. by 9.30, 10. So that was really late for us to not be actually in bed. And then I had to get up early for my workout. But Bridger that night decided to wake up literally like three or four times. And like he's been sleeping through the night for months now. Yeah. And there's a couple times I had to go rock him just because I could tell he was uncomfortable because of his teeth. And then... Uh, we don't co-sleep but when our kids are com uncomfortable for too long like we just have to get rest somehow like we'll let them sleep by us for just an hour or so just to calm them down then i'll take them back to their bed and uh so did that with him and he but that night me and Cameron maybe got two or three hours of sleep yeah, it was it's rough slim to none and so uh yeah so teething's fun if you <laughs> yeah. have any kids that's ever gone through it so fun you know it but that's kind of what we've been dealing with and like Cameron said just the coughs that the kids can't get over cam and i both had the same sickness a week or two ago no mine was dead mine was way worse than you guys you guys yeah. had like the head congestion and stuff i'm pretty sure i had strep yeah and so uh but i got over it pretty fast but the kids man it's lingered on them for a while and so uh they've been trying to do things to get them healthy and they still have like their same energy same want to they they still want to play and stuff like that but it's just it sounds like a course of coughs in our house yeah. and so uh, we've been getting over that. And so other than that, I'm still on the 75 hard journey. Uh, just completed day 20 today. And so we're getting there. We're like, you're, you're climbing. We're like almost a, what a, it's like a, almost a fourth of the way through or a little over. Is that right? Uh, 20, 40, yeah, 68. that'd be more than yeah, fourth. It's over a fourth of the way through. And so uh, it's been going good. Uh, honestly, no major struggles. People have asked like, what's the hardest thing? Um, but as long as you discipline your day out and you kind of schedule, hey, this is when I'm going to do this, this is when I'm going to do that, it really hasn't been too difficult. Um, cool thing about it, a little update, is I haven't read a book cover to cover outside the Bible in like, I'm going to be honest, like probably five years at least. Yeah. And uh, but I just finished my first book this week and I'm on to my second book and I'm really enjoying the second book I'm on. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it's been really cool to finish books. It's something I'll probably keep doing after 75 hard just to keep that, um, going strong. Cause I've already gotten a lot out of the, the two books that I'm reading. And so, uh, definitely need more of that development, self-development yeah. and stuff. And so uh, I've really enjoyed that portion of it. Fitness wise, like, honestly, I feel like my body's looking better than it has in years. Like instead of looking dad bodish, it's actually looking more athletic which is Fit. nice um and so um still a long way to go from where i want to be but hey challenge still has a lot of time left and there's things from the challenge that i'll continue doing yeah. even after um like for instance like the two workouts a day i'm not going to maintain doing two workouts every single day yeah. but um one thing i do want to put a focus on is like i'll still do my f3 stuff in the morning 
but a few days out of the week, I'm going to incorporate more weights into it um, mm -hmm. and do more weight stuff just to build more muscle. F3 is a lot of like hit workouts, like high intensity, like cardio, cardio stuff like that. And we do a little bit of weights, but not a whole lot. Um, and so I, I need to incorporate more of the weights and the weights the last 20 days have really helped. Like I can already see like my chest developing, my shoulders coming back out. Like, and so, um, it's been good. I've been really excited by the, the things I'm seeing and, uh, definitely feel stronger than I've ever felt. And so, um, there's definitely things even after the 75 days, um, that I'll continue on. And so, um, for those of you who don't know, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but 75 hard is actually just the first step of many of a, it's called the live hard program. And so, um, I'll probably continue on past the 75 hard, not, you don't have to do it in a row, but there's other steps you have to add over different months. And, um, after 75 hard, you can take a little bit of a break. And so I'll probably take a little bit of a break. We'll, we'll go, go on a vacation. Yeah. Um, and then I'll probably pick up, uh, another one of the phases in the early summer and then kind of see when baby comes, what that looks like, and then pick up the, there's a couple more phases after that. And so you just have to complete it in a calendar year. And so, I'll probably work to that. The thing that's going to suck about that is you have to take in one of the phases, you have to take a five minute, uh, cold shower every single day. Um, and whew, I'm starting to practice, but man, taking cold showers is not fun. No. And so, um, and I, the reason I'm going to wait to do that phase for a little bit later is because right now our pipes in Kansas are very cold. And so like, as we've had sub zero temperatures recently. And so the water is just, it's literally like pins and needles coming out. And so I'm working up to it. It took my five minutes. I, I achieved two and a half minutes today. And so we'll get up to five minutes and we'll get another phase knocked out. But that'll be down later in the year. So yeah, 75 hearts still going good. And so anything else going on in life? Not a lot. We're just working and planning our baby moon anniversary trip coming up, um, which we strategically planned for Caleb after he finished 75 because yeah. <laughs> that would be a pain trying to do that while we're not home um somewhere else and so um well, it's, on... it's kind of embarrassing because I carry around a one gallon water jug everywhere we go like I even bring it into restaurants <laughs> because like you have to, like I'm not going to drink extra cups of water like and I could just calculate what I drank and pour it out but that's just too much well, work you didn't bring it Saturday night when we went out yeah, I didn't take it on that one, but generally, like when we go to yeah. McAllister's or I go to Chick Fil A, like I just bring my gallon water jug with me, yeah. and uh, kind of embarrassing, but it makes it easier to calculate. Um, and uh, yeah, I've been carrying my water around with me for since we've been See, way but, before we've been married. But Stanley cups are socially acceptable. No, I are you me? I've carried so many different cups around. I just got a Stanley last Christmas. So but carrying around a traditional cup, I feel like isn't correct, but carrying around a whole gallon water jug, like is think you're a gym buff. <laughs> <laughs> and what's crazy is when that thing's full, it's eight pounds. And so, yeah. uh, you can get your bicycle. Rin loves to try and help you carry it too. And yeah. so cute. See her say, Oh, Oh, daddy, this is heavy. <laughs> and it's about as much as she does. And so it's full, but yep. And so that's kind of embarrassing, but it's part of the journey. And so it's not embarrassing. It's just water. But when you're carrying around, it'd be embarrassing. Feels like a joke. Here's the thing: it's like, around, like it's not just me. It's not just me carrying around the water jug. Like when we go to Chick Fil A, I usually am carrying Bridger. I have their bag on my back. Plus, I got this eight pound water jug. Like yeah. I'm just getting your other workout. I am. Third. Like, so it just looks wild. And uh, maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe people don't think anything of it. But it's just if you could see my water jug, it's massive. Like, and so uh, nobody cares. I bring. I do you know how many times we've gone to places to eat, and I brought my own food. Or how many times I brought in like my own homemade smoothie I brought 
to Chick-fil-A numerous times. Like, nobody cares. Yeah, it's one of those things where you overthink things because yeah. you think it's awkward. Kind of like when people, this is a little tangent, but when people are afraid to go to the gym because they're worried that other people mm-hmm. are going to watch them, I'm like, yeah. no one's watching. No. Like, everyone's, like, when me and Kim used to go to the YMCA, like, every day for years. And, uh, well, not every day, but a couple times, four or five times a week. Five days a week. Yeah, yeah. five days a week. That was it. Um, and, like, honestly, when you're working out, you don't really care what anybody else is doing. You no. put your music in or whatever, and you just... Unless you're doing something, unless somebody's doing something like just super crazy, just not, you know, totally out of line, then yeah, you might glance and be like, what are they doing? But, well, okay. I do guess this to myself. I did judge one person at the gym pretty hard and I called him rhinoceros head. (laughs) And the reason I called him rhinoceros head was because he would take like one of those pulling cables uh, and he would pull it to his forehead and then he would do like these neck exercises. Like, I don't know what he was doing. Uh, Like, and it looked like he was like a rhinoceros spearing someone with a torn. And so I always called him rhinoceros head. But if, as long as you're not doing something funky like that, yeah. no, if you're just working out, being a normal person, yeah. or if you're bigger, like when I saw big people at the gym, I loved it. I was like, like good for you. Yeah, like, way like to, you sh- way like, to, that's great. Way to strive. And so I think it's more motivational when you see people who yeah. like maybe aren't so fit in the gym. Like I love seeing that stuff. And so don't let that stuff scare you. I know a lot of people get like, they call it like gym, gym intimidation or something like that. Yeah. And it's just like. We're all, my thing is like, cause I, we've had a lot of like family members when we've talked about like working out and stuff that that don't usually work out and have started or stuff like that and they're always like I just I, I don't know what to do I'm so like I just I'm a, such a beginner I don't I don't even know what to do it's like we all start somewhere we're all beginners I can remember the first times I started going and picking up weights like I I didn't start weight training until four or five years ago like before then I was a cardio bunny I literally would go to the gym and get on the treadmill and run for miles and miles and miles and that's all I did and maybe some abs or something but like I heck I didn't know what to do with weights either (laughs) until one day I just decided to start learning and found a program I like to follow that did weight training and went in and just followed that program on my phone had it right there with me and just from there I've grown and learned a lot and I'm still learning um so it's like we all start somewhere you can't let intimidation like that stop you from the success that you want to see or the goals that you have for yourself like Mm -hmm. if you're gonna let that stop you then you're gonna let a whole heck of a lot of stuff in life stop you and that's I mean if that's what you want to do then okay but for me personally I'm never gonna let something like that stop me from reaching my goals just because I don't know something like you can always learn anything mm-hmm. <laughs> at any time, at any age. Yep. And so that may be a message for somebody listening. Yeah. If you uh, need to get back in the gym. And that's like the cool thing about technology nowadays. It's like with 75 hard with me doing the second workout, the second one's you, with F3, I know what my buddies are usually going to do and I know what I can plan. But like the home workouts that I've been doing, like I haven't done home workouts in ages. And so I literally just find YouTube videos. I type in 45 minute chest workout and there's, hundreds of youtube videos that you just click one and you just follow along like the technology i don't necessarily recommend caleb does that because he's trying to just find extra workout so like that's okay i guess but if you're truly trying to reach for like a goal like trying to build muscle trying to lose fat or you know something like that and another thing is like you can't spot reduce which is a whole nother tangent i could go on i'm not but like you can't just be like I want to lose weight in my stomach. Like it doesn't work like that. <laughs> you have to lose overall body fat um, in order to achieve something like that. But anyway, I would highly suggest finding a plan, finding a program. There's so many trainers out there. There's so many different programs out there. Um, if you're not sure where to even look or where to start, send me a message on Instagram, send a message to our um, podcast Instagram, and we're happy to help and guide you in the direction. But find a program that you 
think you'll like um, and want to try and follow that program. Um, it doesn't have to be hard. It's, it should be something simple, three to five workouts a week, 30 to 45 minutes is plenty. Um, and yeah, follow that plan. It's, it's that simple. Mm -hmm. I think it's a big thing is also funny to me. Like, like when for a while I had abandoned fitness completely and like to get back into it a little bit, like I was really into UFC for a little bit. Like, and so since I was into UFC fighting and watching MMA stuff, like I was like, you know what I will work out? I'll buy a heavy bag and a speed bag. Yeah, that was just something I started with. Like, it was something that I knew I would have fun with. Like, it was something that was in a hobby that I was interested in. And so, um, yeah, I just found, so just find something that is going to keep you intrigued. So, like, if you just yeah. jump into something that doesn't intrigue you, yeah. you're not going to stick with it. And so, um, and then as soon as you figure that out and you get that done, you'll generally find you want more. Mm -hmm. And you'll, you'll, you'll start adding more stuff to your repertoire. And so, yeah, so that was a little, that was a little freebie. That wasn't in <laughs> our episode plans yeah. to talk about, but um i know as of right now the new year's resolution hype wears off on a lot of people but um i always think new year's resolutions are dumb if you have a mindset that you need to change start tomorrow yeah. like people wait for new year's people wait for a special event mm -hmm. nope just don't wait till monday shut either. up the excuses don't say oh i'll start it this day yeah. like just start tomorrow tell your whiny voice in your head to shut up and get it done and start it tomorrow and so um so yeah so that's a there's a free little piece of uh fitness advice from Cam and I, but um, we'll get into this week's episode. So um, I found a blog that just people can go on and ask the internet random questions. We did an episode similar to this uh, a few weeks ago and it, it went over pretty well. And so um, I like it because it kind of keeps it spontaneous, kind of keeps it random. Um, I try to find questions that we generally haven't answered before. Um, I know after, this is probably what, between both seasons, quite a few episodes. Almost 20, I think. So we've talked about a lot of stuff. Yeah. And so um, these are things that I don't think we've talked about before. And if we have, uh, I apologize. But my first question, like I said, these are just random questions that people have asked on the internet. Oh boy. So what's something you would like to witness before you die? Oh, gosh. Um... Oh, man. Well, there's a lot before I die. That's like a very, very broad spectrum. Um... Goodness, I, I don't know, probably just my kids getting older and just seeing what they're interested in, whether that's hobbies or sports or um, just seeing them as they grow. Yeah, I think my answer would be pretty similar, just watching the kids grow up. Like, I always try to, like, vision plan. I know you can't plan what your kids are going to be like or things like that, but, like, from the time Cammy tells me she's pregnant, I always, like, think of what the future is going to look like and, like, I just wonder, like, what hobbies are they going to be into? What things are they getting? And I really don't care. I've told Cam, like, I, sorry if there's any soccer lovers out there. I hate soccer. I think it's the worst sport ever. But if any of my kids decide to play soccer, I'm going to be that down on the sideline <laughs> who's sitting there cheering them on. I'll be at every game, every practice. You'll probably even like, learn how to coach. <laughs> yeah, because like, I, like, I just love the idea of them just doing something. Yeah. So we had this fun thing this past week where uh, we actually went back to Cammy's old stomping grounds because Cammy yeah. used to cheer for a homeschool organization here in town called the Wichita Warriors. I'm actually coaching baseball for the Wichita Warriors right now. Um, but we went to a, a cheerleading event they had because um, a couple of our friends' kids were cheerleading. And Rin was just obsessed, like, watching the cheerleaders. And she's like, I want to do that, like, when I get older. And yep. so she's two years away from being able to start, which is yep. crazy. Me and Cam were talking about that's so crazy to talk about because you have to be five in order to start. Um, and, but, and she just turned three. So it's crazy to think that she's close. 
But yeah, she really wants to cheerlead after seeing that. Now, obviously, things can change in two years, but um, we definitely want to get our kids started and stuff young, yeah. keep them fit, keep them interested, like keep them active. Um, yeah, so that's something that I would like to witness. If it's something like non like family related, I'd probably have to say like the Northern Lights. Like I think that would be really cool to see one time. Like just to see all those crazy colors like in the sky. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes it can work its way down to Kansas, but you have to be like out in the middle of nowhere, like in the northern part of the state, like in order yeah. to see them. But um, I think that would be really cool to see the Northern yeah. Lights at some point. Mm -hmm. And so, all right. Next question is: What movie made you laugh from beginning to end? Oh. I was, I'm curious on this one for you because you're not much of a comedy. No. Like person. Like you're not a slapstick no. comedy type. What's a movie that made you laugh from beginning to end? Goodness. Um I don't know if there's like any movie that from beginning to end, because I'm not yeah, like obviously I find parts of movies funny and stuff, but there's nothing that I like there's nothing that I can think of that I'm just laughing the whole way through. I know several of yours, but I and have two that came to mind. Yeah, what, are you, what are your thoughts sure. on the two that came to my mind? Well, probably Napoleon Dynamite. Okay, so I have three now. Yeah, okay. So that's one of them. Um, and then what's that one called? With there was one we saw in theaters, and I yes, I was with dying. Steve with Steve yep. Carroll, Carroll, Carroll. Yep. I what's that one called? Dinner for schmucks. Dinner. That's it. <laughs> yep. Yep. I knew that was gonna be one. <gasps> Dinner for schmucks. Yep. Yeah, it is probably like. I don't know why that movie oh, just like hits my funny bones so hard. Like, and so Napoleon Dynamite is just hilarious no matter what. Um, Dinner for Schmucks, I was literally like, we went and saw that one in theaters, I think with your mm -hmm. brothers. Yep. And I'm not kidding, I was literally falling out of my chair, like laughing so hard, like, because that movie just like lines up with my humor just about perfectly. Oh, and goodness. so, I, I don't know what the other, I'm sure there's several I'm not thinking of, but the third one that came to mind was the hangover movie like the first oh. hangover movie like i was i laughed pretty much that entire honestly the hangover series is pretty good um not highly appropriate but yeah um but generally um those three make me laugh really really hard and so but yeah you're not much of a comedy no. buff like i mean cameo will watch movies like and she'll laugh at them um but like that's not your cameo would choose like more of like a rom-com which yeah. aren't necessarily like slapstick funny they're more just like mm -hmm. funny moments in them and so um oh here's a deep one when you're watching other couples what are some telltale signs you can tell when a couple has fallen out of love well well i can think of one right off the top of my head uh from saturday night when we were out to dinner uh we sat next to this family and they had two teenage boys and the parents literally looked like they could not have cared less to be there everybody in the family did the kids the parents everyone the boys were just sitting there on their phones their hoods were up the parents weren't talking to them they weren't talking to each other the dad looked so miserable the mom they didn't smile or even smirk no like, the entire they didn't say you know. a word to each other the whole time and like they sat there for a good 10-15 minutes before they left um while we were there they didn't eat half the food no like they left a bunch they didn't tip and their bill was really high so <laughs> If you're wondering how Kim and I know they didn't tip, I'm a snoop, <laughs> all right? Like, and so they have those things at Cheddar's, those little technology screens that sit on your table um, that you can just pay, like, on those little, I don't know, little tablets or whatever yeah. they're called. And I was snoopy because I was sitting right next to the guy, and their total was $71. 
and he swiped and then it gets to the tip screen he swiped all the way to zero and hit submit and like he didn't leave a cash tip or anything and so, so um i was pretty upset by that so i'm like, like they were rude to their waitress mm-hmm. too and it's just like they just looked so miserable and it's like if you're like that in public what is your life at home like like mm-hmm. i just wonder that but yeah that's a big sign yeah. for sure I would agree. Like, I would say, like, when you can tell just joy has been sucked out yeah. of the relationship. Like, um, like that's one thing with Cammy and I, like, and even when we've gone through tough times, like, like with her mom uh, passing or when we were at the NICU, stuff like that, like, we were still able to find joy in things. Like, mm-hmm. whether that be, like, whether that be meeting, like, at the NICU, we met a lot of nurses that we really liked. Like, there's still really good stories. And we can still look back at it and see silver linings and things. And I think... Mm-hmm. Couples that have joy and hope still in their relationship are the ones that are still in love. There's some couples you can just tell that like the joy and hope has just been sucked out. Like yeah. just you can just tell by watching. And so I always like that's a sign when uh, you can tell people have fallen out of love. Now I don't know necessarily if I like the phrase falling out of love because I think it can be rekindled. Like um, I don't think when people fall out of love it's permanent. Um, but sometimes people need maybe marital counseling or yeah. maybe they need. A lot of people just need Jesus, if you're yeah, honest. Sure. Um, and so, um, things like that. And so, um, yeah, that would be my my. I think a lot of too, a lot of times too, it's when couples put either their spouse or from for a lot of couples um, or families, I should say, it's it's when they put their kids above their spouse. Um, I've seen it time and time again when when couples put their spouse their kids above their spouse, like as a priority. That is that has been huge, like detrimental to their marriage. And they, nine times out of 10, you can tell like they don't go on date nights anymore. They don't show affection. They look like they are completely miserable and just hate their life. Like, and that's not to say like overall that they hate their life and stuff, but with their spouse, they, it's like they don't, they're, it's like they're just roommates and they don't know each other anymore. They don't, um, they don't sit there and, you know, talk to each other or just enjoy each other's company or anything like it's it's so sad because it's like what what's going to happen when your kids are grown and out of the house you know that's something Caleb and I talk about a lot is once our kids are grown once they're out of the house whether that's right after high school or if they stay a while or whatever like I want us Caleb and I still to be best friends to still be laughing together still be um wanting to be around each other like I think it's so so sad when I hear wives be like oh my gosh my, I cannot wait for my husband to go to work or I can't wait for him to go on his guy's trip this weekend I just I need a break from him like I can honestly say I have never felt that way in our 10 year almost 10 years of marriage and almost 13 years of being together we'll have been dating next month for 13 years I have never once felt that way even when Caleb and I aren't agreeing on something or have a disagreement or something i've never been like oh, i can't wait for him just to go away like have there been moments throughout the day or i've been ticked at him or annoyed yeah obviously that we're, never happens we're human never happens but there's never been a time where i've just been like i wish he would just go away for a couple of days like never because he's my best friend we talk about everything i love being around him like i don't know i think it's just so sad when couples are that way see if cammy told me to go away for a couple of days she'd be like but can i come with you though <laughs> yeah exactly can i come with yeah i'm gonna come with you right. leave and the so, kids home yeah exactly and so all right here's a fun one for those who got married young 
how is it 10 years later? This is actually a question, which is wow. really funny that that was on there because that is. fun fact, Kim and I, we've talked about it, got married young. She was 19 yeah. years old when we got married. And then fun fact, we've been married for almost 10 years yep. now. And so this question, I saw that one. I was like, we got to put it in there. So Perfect. those who got married young, how is it 10 years later? Uh, it's great. I would say it's, uh, it's awesome. It's better than it was 10 years ago. Yeah. I would say. I agree. Like it's, some people thought we were crazy for getting married young. Like, and like some people said, like you, you didn't test drive enough cars, yeah. or you didn't, you didn't get with enough people. Like, how do you know that's even the right person? Like, but here's the like, I would rather be young married and not have to go through a thousand heartbreaks to mm -hmm. find somebody. Like, no, I'm not saying settle for the first person I would come out saying that. But like, I, I feel like generally, like back in the old days, like not saying it's okay also to get married at 13 years old. But when people <laughs> used to get married like young, like they. Those are the people who got married 70, 80 years mm -hmm. and stuck through it. Like, and so um, I'm actually a big advocate for marrying young. And, uh, as long as you feel like that's who, that's God's, who God's called you to yes. be. Yeah, I'm not yeah. saying just marry young, just to be married young. Right. Um, and then another thing that I think, sorry to get sexual on this too, but one thing I think that a lot of couples do is that sometimes I feel like they drag out their relationships mm -hmm. too long. Like you hear these couples who are dating for seven, eight years, and they finally get engaged, and then they're engaged for two years, and then they, and they it's like nine years into the relationship. And I'll be honest, if Kim and I waited nine years to get married, like when we started dating, like there's no way we would have been able to save ourselves from marriage, like oh, just no, being honest. Of course not. Like, and so like, I feel like, like I said, I'm not saying get married young so you can have an excuse just to go have relations, but like I do think too many couples live too long in temptation mm -hmm. because i'll be honest if you if you're in a relationship for a long time and you're not doing something you're a better person than i would have been and so um that was another reason i think it was important to get married because it just it didn't allow us to create a sexual soul tie with other people yeah. like and so um yeah that gets a little deeper there but uh that's my opinion on that mm -hmm. and so next question is how true is the phrase once a cheater always a cheater I personally don't feel like that's true because people can change. You can give people second chances and are some going to cheat again? Yes. Are is everybody going to cheat again? No. It's depends on the person. It depends on if they're going to do the work themselves to figure out why they cheated in the first place and get that help that they need through counseling, through mentorship, uh, through accountability, all that kind of stuff in order to not cheat again. Um, so no, I don't. I don't think it's true. I agree. Um, I, I think sometimes people throw that around, and it's like people can change. People like if God calls us to give grace to people, well, like Bible says to forgive them over and over and over again. They're not saying let's see your spouse continue to go out and cheat over and over and over again. But I think people can. If we were first supposed to be saved by grace, we have to believe in grace. Um, in those situations, and now I'm not saying that's an excuse to cheat. And if you are caught cheating one time, I think there should be new guidelines put in your marriage. Mm -hmm. Like where maybe you get a you know, like a tracker put on your phone. Maybe you they have like apps where you your messages or texts or whatever get shared with your significant other. Like there's things like that. And so I'm okay with new guidelines being put on your marriage because like what's the phrase like fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me or whatever mm -hmm. it is. Like and I agree with that. Like like I think it's okay to put things in place if that happens, but um, but generally I don't think once a cheater always a cheater. There is people who obviously are habitual cheaters, like um, but I do believe 
there is people who just make honest mistakes sometimes you mm -hmm. get caught up in a moment mm -hmm. and they know it's a mistake at the same time and it happened not saying it's right but um we all sin and we all fall short of god's glory sometimes and so and again um, i think too like i'll go back to the question just a question or so ago what what is that relationship what does it look like mm -hmm. are you prioritizing your kids over your spouse are you not spending any quality time together are you not having any date nights together are you not trying to grow the relationship and trying to better it every single day because if that's the case and not saying at all that that's a good <laughs> should be a reason or so the spouse should go and cheat but that is going to be a driving force nine times out of ten as to why they will cheat because if they're not getting attention from their spouse like significant other who they should be getting that attention from they're gonna cheat and find it somewhere else because we're human we're not perfect people and you are in a marriage you're in a relationship which should be a marriage together to where you should be you both of you the spouses should be getting equally your needs met and whatever mm -hmm. that looks like for you whether that's quality time whether that's being more intimate whether that's having more date nights just having conversations together at the end of a night without your kids like whatever that needs to be you need to talk together. You need to set those rules together and be like, if you if you are the person that's feeling like you want to cheat and, you know, because you're not getting that stuff from your spouse, then sit down and talk to them and say, hey, this is how I'm feeling and I need you to meet me halfway on this. And like, you know, have those hard conversations. Is it going to probably suck and maybe catch them off guard? Then yeah, maybe. But if that's what you need to do in order to better your relationship in order so you're not, so you don't go out and cheat, then you need to do that. Otherwise, I mean, and again, not saying that that is every case, but more often than not, that's generally why people cheat. Mm -hmm. All right. If you were given $500 million, but you had to spend it in 24 hours, oh my gosh. what would you buy? $500 million. Yep, but you have to spend it in 24 hours. Oh what would goodness. you buy? Well, I would just find a plot of land really quickly that day and get plans together to build a house. So that would be a good chunk of it. Get the house paid for all of that. Um, gosh, that's hard. I don't think I could do it like all of it. That's a lot of money for one day. Um, definitely probably go out and just buy the things I've always wanted, but I've never wanted to spend the money on. Um, and then like go out and like do a lot of, I don't know, blessings for people, like buy them groceries and buy them the things that they've always wanted and just donate a lot of it. So my answer was close to your first answer, but it didn't have anything to do with us building a house. It was actually just going and buying a ton of real estate, like mm -hmm. not real estate, but just buying like rental houses, just bunches of land, because land always goes up in value, yeah. like, and stuff like that. And so I still spent it, but I still own it. Like, I wouldn't do so, that with all of the money. You want to keep some of it. To... Yeah, just spend it in 24 hours or it's gone. Yeah, so go shopping or go, you know, bless other yeah. people too, not just. Yeah, but I would, that would be my first thing I would go buy. That would be, like, tons of plots of land, like commercial mm -hmm. land, like I rental properties. get us our dream house first. <laughs> Well, then, you can find with, it with all day. the property I would own, then I would have enough residual income to mm. buy whatever I wanted. No. Yeah, think about, like, if you bought, like... Yeah, but I would want to pay off the house first and yeah. have that all done. Well, yeah, you'd pay off the house. But then, like, imagine if you owned, like, a bunch of property, like, in a nice, like, 
area of town, Obviously. like you own the land, like people are going to buy that land off you eventually for way more than what you paid yeah. for. It. And so I'll do something like that. And so this is a fun one because uh, Cam and I had different upbringings with this. What was your favorite cartoon as a child? Oh, man. Um, we were not, so we did not have cable until I was 12 or 13. Um, so we just had like the regular Watched channels. a lot of PBS. We I did. Remember. Yeah. Went back when it was good or decent, I should say. Um, was my favorite. I don't know. Like we always loved, like when I was really young, we always liked like the Berenstein Bears. We watched that a lot. Um, we watched a lot of Caillou back in the day. <laughs> Caillou's a little twerp. Don't let your kids watch Caillou. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Um, and then in the afternoons, my brothers and I used to like to watch Zoom. That was that was a good one. Zoom. Fun fact: I was on an episode of Zoom. Okay, barely. that's my little claim to fame. One time, barely. Uh, Zoom came into my. It was either my fourth or fifth grade class. I had the same teacher in classroom, so I don't remember which year it was. But uh, I was on an episode of Zoom as a kid. That was my little claim to 15 minutes. Of, or actually, it was or like just like the back of your head. Five minutes. Of, no, I was interviewed. Like I had, to, oh. I had a speaking line in it. But uh, oh, sorry, I don't remember you that one. Well, you should have. You should have had it recorded because that was my claim to fame. Is I was Ooh, on an episode okay. of Zoom. I still remember the theme song. Come on in Zoom. Come on yeah, in Zoom. It was a good show. It was a. It was a good one. What was my favorite cartoon as a kid? SpongeBob. Yep, SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah. Like I. Still, I can see them right now. I have seasons still of SpongeBob SquarePants on yeah. DVD um, that I'll eventually introduce her into uh, because mm. they are just classics. See about and that. So uh, it's hilarious. And so SpongeBob SquarePants was my cartoon. Not up. just as a child. I watched it literally into my teens. A long time. Because uh, it was so funny. It still is funny to this day. I, I still probably quote SpongeBob lines at least weekly. Um, but <sighs> it's classic. Here we go. This this one could get you on a tangent. I'm a little scared to ask you this oh, one. Boy. What's the dumbest thing that people believe in? <laughs> There's so many I could say. The dumbest thing people believe in? Okay, like that again, that's so broad. Like you could go in so many different I'll I'll add something. It can't be something we've talked about in the passages, vaccines or hospital births. It has to be something different. I'm gonna take that one out because we've already talked about those in the yeah. past. Yeah. Well that's hard i guess then what we talked about a little bit earlier on the podcast that people believe you can spot reduce when you're trying to lose weight there's no such thing as that <laughs> you can't just magically decide you know what i want to lose weight in my stomach or i want to i want to get more toned arms or i want to lose weight in my butt or my thighs like it doesn't work like that you have to lose overall body fat in order to lose weight in the specific area you want and yes, you can work on that area, but until you lose the body fat, that area of your body is never going to lose, drop the weight. Mm -hmm. And you're never going to tone it up, which is building muscle, aka. Um, so yeah, probably that. Because you see that so much. Like, it's changed a little. I feel like we're starting to get better on social media um, for like fitness trainers and stuff that are that are talking about, you know, ways to lose weight or ways to be healthier or stuff like that. I feel like things are, are trending upward, but for a good while there, it was do these three exercises every day to get better abs or do these five things to have toned thighs or like stuff like that. And like, that doesn't work like that. You have to have an overall good regimen already in place 
or starting starting out, you have to have a good nutrition and diet. Um, you have to move your body. Like all of those things combined is what is going to help you. You can't just choose one thing like doing abs every single day in order to get a six pack. It just, it's never going to happen. Yeah. So I don't know if it's the dumbest thing, but one thing I think was really dumb a couple of years ago, it was crazy. I think some people are still doing it is the keto diet. <laughs> like, so, and I know people are going to come at me and say, well, I had success and I lost 30 pounds doing keto. Like, I'm not saying there wasn't success stories with it, but I'm sorry, but a diet where like a fad was putting like a whole stick of butter in your coffee, mm-hmm. like, or not eating carrots yeah, because or, they had carbs. Yeah, like stuff like that just it so blows my dumb. mind. Like in like I know so many people who did keto who actually did way more damage than it yeah. did help. Like I know I, I can name probably six, seven people off the top of my head who did keto, tried it for like a month, but it did so much damage to their body that they, they had to quit. And so mm-hmm. the keto diet was a wild craze. And if you had success, good for you. But I just can't see a diet where like isn't the whole thing like you have to eat a bunch of fats like basically like- well it's super low carbs and you focus on yeah eating fats and like meat not necessarily protein but like like meat and like for some people they do have to be on a ketogenic diet because of health reasons and for that but those types of people don't take it to the extremes mm-hmm. i feel like and they do do it the right way if that's something that you absolutely have to do for your health then okay yes like obviously you want to try and live the best. You want to crush any health issues that you're having. Like, yes, then okay. But if you're just doing it to lose weight, that's all you're doing it for. It's not realistic. You're not going to be able to do, especially the the people that do it to the extreme is what I'm talking about. Like completely cut out bread, all carbs, cut out carrots, like everything like that. Only eating super high fats and all of that. Like that's not good and it's not healthy for you. And you are going to have a lot of heart issues. Yep. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't believe in that. And so, like I said, if it's medically needed for you, good for you. Um, do it wisely. But yeah, when people were bragging about putting a full stick of butter in their coffee, I was like, that's nah, not good. No. Like, I don't care who you are. And then they could be like, oh, look at all these sweets I ate. But then like, but I can't have a carrot. It was like, what the heck? Like, that doesn't even make sense. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so that, that would be one for me. Uh, what place have you traveled to that disappointed you? Oh, well, we haven't traveled super far places that I would say disappointed. Um, that's a good question. Cammy would probably say my birthplace. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say dis- it's not like we like I've been going there with you yeah, since I was for a, a long teenager. Time. Yeah. So I can't like say we traveled there for a vacation or anything. So I was born in St. Louis, Missouri. And so like we go there, I mean, at least once a year, we make a trip to St. Yeah, Louis. Yeah, because your family's there. Uh, yeah, because I have family there and stuff like that. But like to me, it's it's home. Like, so it's it's nothing different to me. But like uh, it's not a place like I would probably ever, if my family wasn't there, that I would probably. Yeah, no. Outside, outside to see the St. Louis Cardinals play, like I would probably never, never sign up there. to go to St. Louis. No. Like, and so. But that's actually not my number one answer, but I figured that would be. What would you good. say? So yours, or for me, uh, you actually weren't with me. Uh, but mm-hmm. um, one time I used to go on this annual trip with a bunch of guys from my church. We called it Guy Trip, Arab Man Trip. And uh, we, there were like usually seven or eight of us that would go on this trip. And one time we were like, you know what would be really cool is to go see the St. Louis Cardinals play at Wrigley Field in Chicago. And then we'll follow the team down to St. Louis, watch a couple games in St. Louis, and then we'll come back. Um, and then, so we, we made the drive up to Chicago and I 
do not like Chicago. I think Chicago, it's not just because it's the Chicago Cubs and that's the Cardinals' biggest rival. That's not it at all. Like, I just thought the city of Chicago was so dumpy. I thought it was ugly. Like, I didn't like it. Like, I felt like there was not even any nice parts of town. Like, I just felt like I was in the ghetto the entire time. Like, and so there was nothing that, the only thing that was cool about Chicago was seeing the Great Lakes. Like, I forget which one, which lake that is right off Chicago. But it's like seeing the ocean. Like, those are how big those lakes are. Like, but outside of that, like, I, maybe someone could show me a better side of Chicago than I saw, but we went around it a little bit and there was nothing I was impressed with there. I just thought it was one big dump. And so. I don't ever care to go there. Yeah. It just didn't impress me. And so that would be mine. Sorry if there's any people from Chicago who listen to this (laughs) podcast. Uh, Maybe you could tell me a better place in your city to go to. Um, Well, here's a deep one. What would you like people to remember you for? Goodness. Well, again, like we've talked about that before, where what would you want like people to say at your funeral? Like, that's not something I ever just like sit and think about. Like, I don't know. I mean, obviously I want people to remember me for being kind and being generous and being a faith-filled woman of God and some a mom who loves her kids well and loves her husband well. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't just like sit and think about that. So it's hard to <laughs> just come up with something. So for me, I'd probably just say someone who loved others, like whether that was my wife, my kids, like a stranger on the street, like just someone who loved well, like, and so I feel like when Jesus was on earth, he loved well. And so that's one thing that I would try to do is just, I want to love people well, even people who have different beliefs or backgrounds or things like that. Like, I just, I don't know. I just want to know that I love people and I would want people to know that about me. And mm-hmm. so that'll be mine. And so, all right, next up, if you could talk to yourself at age 18, what would you tell yourself? Oh, goodness. Um, probably just to enjoy life more. I was very, (laughs) I was a perfectionist for sure for a very long time. And it took me well into our years into our marriage to finally let go and loosen up, um, and just enjoy life. I was just so just tightly bound and like everything had to go a certain way. I just, I, I craved structure and like, I still love structure. I still love routine, but even before kids, like I, I had to realize that for me personally, that led to so much stress for me and in my body and stress does so many things to your body, not in a good way. Um, and for me, it was causing so much damage internally that I had to loosen up. Um, and I had to let go of things that I couldn't control and had no control over that I was trying to control, um, for so many years. And so, yeah, I would definitely just tell myself, just loosen up, (laughs) just enjoy life, enjoy the little moments. Things don't always have to be so serious. That's something my mom would always tell me (laughs) and Caleb too. Like it doesn't have to be so serious all the time. Like, you know, just enjoy life. So Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, for me at 18, hell boy. Uh, I'll probably just go back and say bro chill. <laughs> like, what I mean by that is like, that was before Kim and I were dating. We didn't no, start dating. we started dating when you were 18. It was right when we started dating, yeah. when I was 18. Um, 
but like I was so girl hungry like back in the day like I so bad craved female attention and I never got it like I was always we've talked about four hours friend zone Caleb that's what I always nicknamed my old self um, because I had plenty of female friends and plenty of female friends. I was like their confidant where they would come to me and run to me. Um, and they would want me to give them advice. And I was always really good at that. Uh, but I was never the one that was wanted. Um, and so like that always used to hurt 18 year old Caleb's feelings. But now I just be like, bro, chill. Like it works out. Like I still got married <laughs> younger than Young. like all my classmates yeah, did. Like not all, but most, most of them. Um, and so like, it was like, it, all that worry and wasn't even worth it. Like that's why I laugh. Sorry if you're young in this, but high schoolers who are getting into these romances mm -hmm. and stuff. Like don't get me wrong, I was in the same boat, so I can't judge them too hard. But I'm like, if I could go back, I would say, bro, chill. Like and just take it easy. It'll work out when it works out. Like, like those girls will find somebody else for them. You'll find somebody else for you. Like and it'll be fine. And I was there waiting all the time. And she all was. Along. She was there waiting. My little, you belong with me, Taylor Swift over there. Yep. And so. <laughs> you all to realize that. <laughs> all right. This is going to be a, a deep one. What is your opinion on the current state of the world? Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> I could go on a rant. Yeah, we both could. It needs Jesus. <laughs> so many people just need Jesus. Starting with our president. And not just like the generic, like they need to be a Christian. Like, yeah, no. They, no. Like, they need to know. They need Jesus. a deep personal <laughs> relationship with him. They need to come to Jesus moment. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah. Ugh. That's your answer. They just need Jesus. Yep. yep. I could go on, but I could yep. get in trouble. So I'll, I'll go on a little rant. Cancel me if oh, you want. Boy. Uh, so, <laughs> and I'll tie this in just because of stuff I've been dealing with it at different places. Um, but. I'm so tired of lazy culture. Like, and I know, that, like, I'm not just talking about like fitness related. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm talking about just lazy culture in general. Like, too many people think just showing up is good enough. Yeah. Like, and it's not. Like, especially like at work or when you go to even church or when you volunteer someplace. Like, or like just showing up isn't good enough. Like, there's always something better you can be doing. There's mm -hmm. always some way better you can improve. Like, and I'm so tired of this culture who, um, this is where the part I'll probably get canceled for, but I feel like so many people are using mental health as a crutch nowadays. And yes, people have mental health problems. Like cami has gone through mental health mm -hmm. stuff. I've gone through mental health stuff. Like everybody's gone. And yes, some are more severe, some are less severe, but generally people have used that as such a crutch, mm -hmm. um, and such an excuse, um, to be lazy or to not, um, not help society. Like, cause like, or help themselves Yeah, or help themselves. Yeah. Um, and it's just, and don't get me wrong, I am all for like getting your mental health stuff in check. Like I've talked before on the podcast, like I'm all for people going to see counselors. Like my family works in the counseling industry. Like I'm all for it. Like, but it's still not an excuse to not like help society or to or, or to better yourself or things like that. Like, um, honestly, I feel like people who just sit there and bask in the woe is me, woe is me, woe is me, like you're never going to go anywhere. You're mm -hmm. never going to do anything. You're just going to sit there all your life and just be playing the victim mentality. And that's probably the thing I, I don't like is the victim mentality. Like there's a lot of things I've done in life where I've screwed up. There's a lot of things I've done in life that I wish I could take back. However, like never once have I sat there and played victim to it. Like, like that's my mistake. 
own up to it, move on. It's time to move. Now, like I said, I'm not saying when you go through hard things, if someone close to you passes, there's not moments that you take to grieve. There's not moments that you don't take to, to get your mental health in order, but it can't be something that you stay on forever. Like it can't be something that you let hold you down forever. Like So current state of the world, I'm tired of people thinking that showing up is good enough. Like give your best in everything you do. And I'm not saying I'm perfect at that. There's things I can still improve on. Um, and then two is just the victim mentality. Like I would rather have a, a victor mentality than a victim mentality. Like I want to overcome things and I want to, I want to, that's like 75 hard. Like I know I've talked about it a lot lately, but that's something I wouldn't have done a year ago. Like, but that's because I would always say the victim, say, Oh, I can't do fitness. I've been out of it too long. Oh, like I don't want to give up my diets and blah, blah, blah. Like it, it's, it, but you have to just say, shut up. Like tell yourself to shut up and go do it. Like, and so, um, I don't know. I've just had, I've listened to a lot of podcasts and things lately that have changed my mindset yeah. on a lot of things. And I, I just get extremely tired of laziness. And I, I say that as someone who was very lazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, and so, um, like, so I can't, I can't tell me like, you can't get mad at people. Cause like, keep in mind, you were just there a little while ago, but it's like, but I, that's why I, I want to see people get out of it. Cause now that I've gotten more out of it, like I want better for people. And so, um, and just sitting there in a woe is me victim mindset is going to take you nowhere in life. Be a victor, not a victim. But you have to, I, what I tell them all the time too, is they have to want it for themselves. And so many people want it, but to a point of, I want it for myself if I don't have to do anything. If it doesn't cause pain. Yeah. If it's yeah. not going to, if it's not going to be challenging it for me, if it's not going to be hard for me, then yeah, I want it. Yeah. I want to change. Yeah. I want better finances. Yeah. I want to be uh, to lose weight or to be f more fit or, you know, yeah, I want to do these things, but they don't want to actually have to do the work it takes in order to get there and <laughs> to achieve it. Like there's so many people I know that, that would love to get out of debt or to love to have better finances, but they don't want to do the hard work it takes in order to get there. Like, do you think Caleb and I love living below our means all the time and not going on the trips we'd love to do or having buying, the nicest car yeah, exactly or... having the nicest car having the nicest house having the nicest things like shopping at aldi like you know those types of things i would love to go spend hundreds of dollars a week at you know whole foods or all these fancy places but i choose not to because i choose to rather save my money to budget to live below our means so that later on we can live like no one else, as Dave Ramsey usually mm -hmm. says. Um, but just like, it's just like little things like that. I choose, I saw a quote earlier that said, choose your hard. It said, getting up at 5 a.m. is hard. Choosing health healthier food options over junk food is hard. Um, you know, these, or, or choose your hard. Living on medication is hard. Having joint pain, being overweight is hard. Like you choose your heart. Do I feel like getting up every single morning at 5.45 a.m. when my alarm goes off and I've either been up all night with the kids or I'm just exhausted from pregnancy or I'll, no, I don't feel like getting up and working out, but I make myself do that because I know how I'm going to feel after I work out. Mm -hmm. And I have never once regretted working out. <laughs> I've never mm -hmm. once finished a workout and be like, man, I really regret that. I really regret bettering myself and my health. No, you don't because you feel better. That's the whole point mm. of it. And it's just like, is it going to be hard? Is it going to be challenging, especially in the beginning, especially getting out of the routine that you've been in of not doing it? Yes, it is. But you, six months from now, you can't tell me that your progress is, you're going to regret it mm. six months from now, whatever that is for you, finances, fitness, health, um, you know, 
whatever yeah. it is. Well, one thing that's changed my mindset a lot is, like I said, I've talked about the guy who created First Form. He has a podcast, and I'll keep it PG. I'll change his version of it. Um, but basically, he talks about in your head, you have a boss voice, which is that's the voice most people have. Like, I want to lose weight. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then we also have what he calls it's a he calls it the B word voice, which I won't cuss, but that's what he calls it. But it's your wussy voice that we all have as well. Like, oh, I don't feel like getting out of bed this morning. Oh, I don't feel like making this healthier thing. Yeah, I don't feel like. I feel like spending my money instead of saving it. Like, man, this sounds like, and so we have your, your boss voice and you have your whiny and you have to tell your whiny voice in your head that we all have like to shut up. Like, and you go get it done. Like it's like with 75 hard, like I'm 20 days in, that means I've done over 40 workouts, like in 20 days. Like actually I've done more than that. Like, Cause I've done, there's some days where I've gone on extra walks or I had baseball practice tonight. Like and there's times I'm like, I really don't want to do another workout right now, but you just have to tell your, your B word voice to shut up, like get it done. And then afterwards you're like, that was awesome. Well, yes. I love that I did that. And so, um, so tell your B word voice to shut up and go get stuff done. And so, all right, last one because uh, we'll try to keep this. Time. We'll get this thing wrapped up. We'll do this a short one. What do you miss the most from your childhood? That's a fun one, Dana. Oh my gosh. Um, probably just my family being all together. That's something that's been really hard over the last three years. Is since my mom passed. Well, my brother moved before then, but since my mom passed for sure, like we don't see as much of my family anymore. Um, definitely not like my aunts and uncles and stuff like that that we used to see often. And uh, my dad obviously moved out of state. And so, yeah, it's just hard when you're so close growing up and you do everything together. And getting married really wasn't that different because mm -hmm. we still went to church with my parents and well, at least my mom and um, they were still around. Like we still saw Your brothers them. Were still, all the time. Yeah, like, we yeah. always hung out with my brothers and stuff like that. But then after my mom passed, my brother was already moved out of state, and my dad moved out of state, and it's just like I don't see my younger brother a ton. Um, and so it's just yeah, it's been hard for me. Um, mine, not as sad, <laughs> but <laughs> I miss just like the me. And I used to live on a cul-de-sac and just being outside, like playing kickball or playing football. We had a neighborhood of kids that just was always outside. Um, as the old saying was until the street lights turned on. Um, <laughs> but, um, we had rollerblade, we play hockey, we play football. We, um, we were just all like literally every day we were together, like that neighborhood block of kids whispering pines, shout out. But, um, but yeah. And so I, I miss that aspect of being a kid, like just having no cares in the world. We didn't care about bills. We didn't care mm -hmm. about, politics we didn't care about like anything like that it was just let's go play like and so i feel like we could learn that as, that as adults sometimes you need to put the crap aside quit stressing out over stuff like that and just go play like and you put electronics down that's yeah. we could go again on tangents on that but yep. that's a big thing too is put the like put the phones down put the tvs mm -hmm. off put the tablets down make your kids put them down take them out of their hands go yep. outside go play as a family yep Agree. All right. Well, we'll end on that note. And so, as always, make sure uh, if you're a listener that you like, subscribe, and review our podcasts. It's on Spotify. Leave us a five star review. If it's on Apple, um, you can leave us a five star review with a written review, and we'll read your review on the show if you leave us one. And uh, if you have any questions about it, reach out to Cam and I on social media. You can reach out on either of our personal ones or on our podcast Instagram. Um, and so, yeah. Enjoy. We appreciate you listening. Yeah. And we'll catch you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye-bye.